Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. This is a community of women who want to be warriors for Jesus. We are kicking off the desire to be comfortable and embracing a wholehearted abandonment to Jesus Christ, not through legalism, not through works, but through his grace and mercy. We're going to overcome the lies of this culture and replace them with the truth of God's word. So whether you're a grandma, a student, a stay-at-home mom, an entrepreneur, a coffee lover, or a tea drinker, you are welcome here. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. My name is Charity Paranzini, and today we're going to talk about identity in Christ. Now, this can really be one that people struggle with. So there's so many areas you could go, so many directions you could take this conversation. So I'm going to really laser beam this thing in. The world has told us how to identify They have created over the last 30 years an entire vocabulary of identification, forcing people to constantly think about their sexuality, to constantly think about their gender, to constantly think about things that actually are not identity at all. What are your pronouns? What do you identify as? What is this? What is that? I mean, you guys in the medical community, even though it goes against their faith, even though it goes against science, even though it goes against common sense. For little children in certain hospitals, the providers have to ask every client that walks in the door, what are the pronouns they identify with? That is wicked. I mean, what four-year-old even knows what you're asking them? But it's planting these seeds of identity in their mind. The Bible says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Romans 12, 2. All right, in Romans 7, it says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. Again, that was Romans 7, 18 through 25. We wear an identity of the world a lot of the time. And what the Bible tells us to do is to push away the desire to sin, push away the desire to follow the world. Through the Holy Spirit, he empowers us to follow Jesus. Okay, let me start with a story. Okay, so have you ever seen a style that looks good on someone else and then you decide to try it? Yes, probably so. So for me, it was a beanie, looked adorable on everybody else wearing it. Slightly on, slightly off, chic and cool weather, cold weather, and uh, for the super trendy hot California weather somehow, it's adorable. It's cute, right? And I thought, well, shoot, I can do that. And then, uh, you know, and I have this big forehead, so covering it is like hats love me because it doesn't look weird. Hats can sit low on my head and I've got plenty to spare. So I put it on and I kept trying to make it look cool. And I kept, I, you know, I wasn't spending years of my life doing this, but I was just trying to look 
like make it look as cute as on everybody else. And I just, I never could. I couldn't, I fussed with it. I prodded it. I moved it. It just didn't work. Don't worry, ladies, this has a point. So if you're smart, you realize early on, probably the first few times you wear it, this is not for you. And even though you, you still like it on other people, you start to learn that it is not a style you can pull off, right? I couldn't pull it off. I mean, I've since tried. It's, I just, it's, I got to wear it my way and it's not as cool, but yeah. If I'm actually just wanting to keep my head warm, obviously I put a hat on, but the beanie cutie thing, you know, mussy hair and cover up your gross hair or whatever, it just wasn't working. So as a Christian, it's easy for us to look around and see things in the world, cultural beanies, as it were, and think, man, that's going to look good on me. You think things like freedom to choose or love is love or follow your heart, right? These are good things everyone should believe in. But there's a problem. As Christians, we aren't meant to dress that way. We aren't meant to take on cultural nuances that are anti-God, against God's word, and, and, and wear those. We are only meant to wear the wardrobe of heaven. We are not of this world. We're just in it for a very brief gasp of time. And what that means is although you can't control what others choose to do, including people in the church, you can choose a very different life. One that follows Christ rather than accepts it. One that follows Christ rather than acceptance. And you have to stand up for those lies in any relationship. We've already talked about being quiet. And we've already talked about speaking truth and love. But this is a lie of identity. Those lies basically weave together and we wear them because they sound good, look cool. They blend in. We don't stand out as much. How cute is this? Oh, this is amazing. I want to feel like everyone else. I want to look as trendy as anyone else. And you guys, that just translates into our choices. And even if we aren't engaging in some of those, you know, big 10 sins, we're accepting them. And we're not calling our Christian brothers and sisters out on them. We're not teaching our kids discipleship. And here's what's frustrating. I've heard people say this. Well, that's just legalism. No. Legalism is the belief that your actions can get you to heaven and your works and the things you do and the rules you follow. And if you do these specific actions and things, you'll go to heaven. And if you don't, oh man, no, his grace and mercy gets us to heaven. By finding our identity in Christ and wearing the wardrobe that heaven has spiritually set up for us, we are going to stand out. And you know what? There's going to be a whole lot of mean girls who think you look a fool and they'll call you out on it. Mean girls are mean. I don't know if anybody else was bullied out there growing up, but they're not nice. They're terrible. They're mean. They pick you apart. They put you under a microscope. They set you up for failure. And no matter what you do, they rip and rip and rip at you. So no, we're not going to have the cool jeans. Ladies, we aren't going to have the hip shoes. We're going to look crappy in beanies. But you know what we are going to have? We're going to have the elegance of Jesus. And have you ever seen someone pick apart a beautiful woman? I have. It makes no sense. It's like picking apart Audrey Hepburn. I mean, what the heck? Oh, well, it's her forehead. Ugh, you know what I mean? Look at her hair. Oh my gosh. Okay, that translates into spiritual too. You are going to put on the wardrobe of heaven and look like an elegant lady who is strong, who is confident, who is rooted in God's word, and you will not blend in. You will not wear the coolest, neatest, newest thing. You will not look like them. And some people will go, wow, I want to look like that. And then all the other petty people are going to rip you to shreds. 
and you're just going to have to accept it. But where does your identity lie in their opinion, in being liked and being accepted? We, we keep talking about that, but that's because it's so pervasive in the church. We keep talking about wanting to be popular. We want to be popular in the world. We want to be popular in the church. And because of that, we've watered down the truth of God's word. We've shut our mouths. We've isolated ourselves. We've done the things the world has done. Some of us still go out and party and get drink. Some of us are still sleeping with our boyfriends. Some of us are doing everything the world's doing. And we're throwing a little bit of Jesus on top and we're calling it good. And that is wicked. It's terrible. As terrible it is to sit back and judge and assume people have, you know, they they do have an evil heart because we all have an evil heart until Jesus comes. And just like we were reading right now in Romans, we want to do sin. We say, I'm going to do something great. And then we want to do sin. And we wrestle with the humanity of who we are. And some people just give into it. They're like, well, God made me this way. What am I going to do? And the, and the others are like, are you kidding me? God says that we don't give into our flesh. We do not serve the law of sin anymore. We've been redeemed. So our identity needs to only come in Christ. Now, here's another flip side of that. Some of us aren't going out again and doing the Big Ten. I call it the Big Ten. Like, we're not getting high. We're not doing drugs. We're not drinking. We're not sleeping around. We're not, you know, advocating for murder. And when I say that, I mean abortion. We're not, you know, we're not going out and um, doing things that are clearly risky behavior and, and not good. We're not having an affair on our husband. We're not, you know, there's things we're not doing. We're not big on gossiping. You know, we've gotten pretty good about all that. We're not, we're not looking at porn online. I mean, women do that too. Let's be frank. Trust me, I know I work in human trafficking. Women play their part. Maybe we're the opposite. Maybe our identity isn't in those secular actions. Maybe our identity is in our pain. And we've let our pain and our experience fester for so long that it is the only thing we can see. And our identity is not in Christ. It is in our pain. It's in our pain. We push away from the church because of it. We don't go to church because of it. We distance ourselves from Christians and, and we justify it. We, we stop being in as many personal relationships because of it. We want the acceptance of others. And our identity becomes wrapped up not only in maybe what we are doing that is sinful, but also in what we aren't doing that ultimately is also sinful. We aren't engaging in community with other believers. We are justifying our behavior and our distance from God based on how we were hurt. Our self-identity as someone who's been hurt by the church or someone who's in pain or someone who honestly, again, I've mentioned this before, we don't like what the Bible has to say. And how could a loving God not give me what I want when I want how I want? Well, because he's not a grandpa and he's not a genie. True identity in Christ is accepting your sin, repenting of it, following Jesus, getting in his word, asking God to convict you and asking God to use you for his kingdom. And to stop justifying, distancing yourself from all other Christians, because once upon a time, Christians hurt your feelings. But you know what? Mean girls are in the church too. Let them be immature. You are regal. You are strong. And you know what? Here's the deal. The princess culture drives me bonkers. The princess culture is so absolutely a lie, a just, oh, a barrel of crap that is perpetuated by companies who sell movies. See, God isn't calling us to sit around, eat bonbons, look pretty, flip through Vogue magazine, and have nothing to do. The princesses in God's kingdom, and we call them princesses because they're they're daughters of the king, right? This is the most, ugh, do not, I'm not trying to get on the soapbox here, but your identity does not come in how, how much you get from God. Your identity comes in the fact that you've been redeemed by Jesus on the cross and that he has empowered you with the Holy Spirit to pick up your sword and get in there and fight for the souls of those who don't yet know him. And some of the people who don't really know him are in your church, are in your Bible study group, are college students who are trying to figure this thing out. They have cerebrally justified behavior that has distanced themselves from walking with Jesus and they are lost. 
and your identity as a warrior for Jesus, a daughter of the king who is being sent into battle. See, sons and daughters of the king would go into battle. They would, they would put on armor, even women, and they would fight. We are the Joan of Arcs of our time. The crazy heresy that is swirling around us has got to be stopped. And again, I'm talking about fellow Christians. I know that the world may not hear what you have to say, but you're still going to stand out. And all the mean girls and all the mean boys are going to bully you. Who cares? Your identity is an eternal God of truth. What do you care what people who don't yet know him say about you? (laughs) That's like the dumbest thing. And yet I've given into it myself. I hear myself say these things, but it's because I once was there. God set me free. The lies of acceptance. I'm an extrovert. I love people, but I no longer seek acceptance from others. It still hurts when I don't have friends. It still hurts when people walk out of my life because they don't like what the word of God has to say. And ladies, when I talk to people, I get excited for Jesus to break those lies off them. And I do get riled up. I was not raised in the passive aggressive Pacific Northwest. I was raised in the South where church would go for three hours and we would sing, 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 sing. Strong women were always a part of my life. And to see wishy-washy, needy, whiny, mamby-pamby, what has God done for me lately, women, is not acceptable. And ladies, you are the ones who will call it out. Maybe you don't even struggle with this, but you look around and everyone else does. And you know what? If you do struggle with it, join the club. We've all been there. This isn't meant to make you feel bad. This is meant to make you break it off, go, oh man, I do see that. I have been giving into the lie that my pain is more important than my relationship with other Christians. I have given into the lie that I can wear and do what the world does and still be a Christian. I have given into the lie that being quiet is acceptable. I have given into that lie. But the the lie of false identity permeates our culture like nothing else. And it is meant to control us and lead us away from God. The only identity we need to worry about is our identity in Christ, which can be found in the word of God. And the identity that we have in Christ will make you bold and regal and strong and honest. Someone who commands a presence, not because you're awesome, but because the Holy Spirit in you is mighty. And it is not for you to stand on a stage and look beautiful per se. It is for you to lead people out of the darkness, including children. So we have got to get back into God's word away from our sin and really, really understand that this false cultic obsession with self-esteem and self-love and follow your heart. You guys, Hitler followed his heart. Stalin followed his heart. Hello, Romans says, I don't, I'm following my heart and it's a heart of sin. We're not following our heart here. We're identifying only with Jesus and what Jesus would do. We're following Jesus in our parenting. We're following the identity in Jesus we have and how we dress. We're following the identity of Jesus that we have in our marriage. We are not, we are no longer going to buy these lies and we will get to marriage another time. But this self-identification culture is bull. We only identify with who Christ says we are. We are overcomers, right? We are strong in the Lord. We are warriors who wear Our armor every single day, including the helmet of salvation, which is going to keep your mind at peace. We show the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, perseverance, kindness, self-control. We aren't living a life lacking self-control, lacking patience, lacking joy. Why? Because that's not our true identity in Christ. But see, we have to put that wardrobe on by our own choice because it doesn't just magically appear on your body like in the old school Cinderella movie where the Mices made all the cute dresses and there it was. That's not how this works. You have to put it on. 
Sometimes God will give you the fabric and the tools and the pattern, and he'll teach you how to make it. And that is a grueling process. But when it's done, you are now equipped to wear the identity of Christ wherever you go. And that's what God wants for us. Okay, ladies, this was short. I wanted it to be short. I want for this to be consistent words of hope in your life. So let's do this. Jesus, we no longer look to the world to give us our identity, only to you. We are not needy beggars at your feet, but we are humble servants needing our master. Yes, we are daughters of the king, but in that we're also servants of the king. Thank you, Jesus, for clothing us in your identity and your Holy Spirit and what your word has to say. And we go out with our regal infused identity, speaking truth and love wherever we go, knocking out lies in other people's lives, raising our children as our legacy, speaking again, truth and love, but cutting through those lies with that sword, knowing your word, leaning on your Holy Spirit and ignoring all the people out there who simply long to know you, but have not yet come to you. We are not an insecure church, an insecure body of women who leans more into the opinions of others than the truth of God's eternal word. We slough off the need for popularity. We deny our flesh. And if you are calling us to fast and pray and be in the word more, even if we have little kids, God, I know you will beckon us to wake up in the middle of the night and pray and get up and and be in your word. And for women maybe who are nursing right now listening to this, I don't know who's listening or where, but those children are in your army now. You are to raise them as valiant warriors for Jesus. Whether they're boys or girls, it doesn't matter. God made them exactly who they're meant to be with the gifts they're supposed to have. God, we just ask today that you give us strength in this time where our culture is thriving so much on fear. Thank you, God, for all you do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies, this is awesome. Hope you're fired up. I was fired up, but I realize, <laughs> I realize I just, I get excited. I get excited to see these lies fall off all of us because you know what? I lived in a world of lies and God peeled them back, exposed them and helped me overcome them through the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to do because you are meant to live a powerful life for Jesus, setting people free of lies that they live in, that they can't see. All right, ladies, until next time, 